Hey, Rachel and Sarah here. We just wanted to hop on before our episode today and wish all the stepdads out there a happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. We hope that you have a great day. Yes, and just keep being the best stepdad that you can. One of the most attractive things to me about my husband was just how good he always has been with his kids. Same. So just, you know, keep on doing what you're doing. Because you guys are awesome. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome to Stepping Forward Podcast. We are Rachel Rawlinson and Sarah Sousa. (laughs) And we talk about all things step parenting from um, divorce to custody battles to the death of a biological parent to raising stepkids and trying to make them decent human beings, (laughs) Um, infertility, mental health, and more. Today, we're doing something a little different. We're going to do a listener's story. Um, This listener's name is Kristen, and we are going to do the format a little differently because Kristen is not here. All of her responses are written. So Sarah will be reading the questions as the interviewer, and I will be answering them as the interviewee. So I'll be voicing Kristen, but I'm not actually Kristen, so don't get confused. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. And Kristen is one of our awesome listeners who was willing to share her story with us and reached out through email um, or through Instagram. I don't know. I can't keep track of this. (laughs) It is hard to keep track. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. Sounds great. Okay. How many stepchildren do you have and do you have biological children? I have two stepchildren, T is 11 and K is 10. And then I've got one bio, J, well, he'll be one in a week. Awesome. How long have you been a stepparent? For six years. um, And I've also been in my stepchildren's lives for seven. What was the transition to stepparenting like for you, including what things helped you and what made it harder? Transitioning to stepmotherhood and all that comes along with it was and still is the hardest role to navigate through in my life. I was as naive as naive could be when I met my husband. I was a 23-year-old bachelorette who had never dated a man who had been divorced or had children before. I hardly even knew anyone who had been divorced or had stepparents or were stepparents. I'm embarrassed to say the only stepmom I knew of was Cinderella's evil stepmother. (laughs) Face palm. (laughs) (laughs) I cringe thinking of that now. I was so head over heels in love with this man that I never stopped to think of how drastically different my life would be by choosing to do life with him. And even if I would have taken off my rose-colored glasses early on, I don't think there was any way I could have had a clue as to what I was getting myself into. Uh The kids were a dream. Um, I met them when they were young, three and four, which I believe made things easier for us. Mm -hmm. Uh, They accepted me with open arms and they had my heart very early on. Even though I hadn't been around many kids before, loving them and caring for them came easy. I looked forward to the time we had with them and watched and watching my husband with them made me fall even harder for him. I felt the same way, just really quick. I'm going to interject. I loved seeing what a good dad my husband was when we were dating. And um, that was something that I felt like too. And I, I, as Rachel, also. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I also felt the same way. Uh Um, It was incredible to watch. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, All right. So back to Kristen's voice here. 
What made it easier was that my husband did a lot of work on himself before we met, and he knew what he was and wasn't looking for in a wife and stepmom. He knew his identity. This meant I didn't have to deal with a boy that needed me to fix or change him. He was secure in his identity and very wise. He was an open book with me, and he did his best to do whatever was needed, whatever needed to be done, (laughs) and make this whole blended life work. It wasn't until we were serious about our future together and committed to each other that I met the kids. My husband and I did a ton of premarital counseling, individual counseling, pre-marriage and marriage retreats, and we read books on the type of marriage we wanted. The kids' mother and my husband had agreed to meet any significant others that would be around the kids. So we met for a casual bite to eat with the kids and their mother, and it opened up a healthy line of communication. Um, even though it was extremely awkward and nerve wracking, I'm glad we did it. (laughs) We casually chatted and I think we even exchanged phone numbers. For me, it took away some of the mystery, which helped calm my anxieties a bit. I think all of this helped lead us on the right path of this blending journey. Which I'm just going to interject again here really quick. I think that is, um, a really good example of a great way to co-parent together Mm -hmm. and mentally healthy people that could do that. And I love Kristen that you were able to do that with your, um, the biological mom and your husband together. Yeah, that is a really healthy example. Um, and shows a lot of maturity on everybody's part. It does. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) So then Kristen says, what made it harder? Of course, it didn't take long for this easy ride to come to a halting stop. And when it did, it felt like a large, hot, triple coconut milk latte (laughs) splashing me in the face. (laughs) I'm going to interject. Coconut milk is the best. If you haven't tried it, it's amazing. (laughs) I quickly came to realize that the kids obviously have a mom. What? What am I saying? Oh, slash my husband has an ex-wife with past hurts, her own opinions and perceptions that will always be a part of my life, which meant that a great deal of my life would be out of my control. Mm -hmm. I realized it will not be my husband's first for many things, but I can and will be his last. I was constantly being asked what I thought of his ex. Oh, hey. I read good. (laughs) All right. So Kristen says, I was constantly being asked what I, what really? I did it again. I realized, there we go. Okay. Kristen says, (laughs) I realized that there is a stigma attached to being a stepmom and most of it is negative. Mm -hmm. I was constantly being asked what I thought of his ex. If we got along, did my husband leave his wife for me? If I liked my stepchildren, et cetera. Why in the world do people think it's okay to ask these questions? Seriously. I have no idea. <laughs> and people ask really personal questions. Oh my gosh, they really do. It's, yeah. it's horrific. Yeah. <laughs> like even if I didn't like my stepkids or even if I didn't, you know, if my husband left his wife for me, what business of that is right. that of yours, random stranger? And that also comes up a lot with infertility that we talked yes. about previously. Like, why is it anybody's business if I'm having kids or how right. many I'm having or when I'm trying for my next one? Like... Why do you think you can, you know how babies are made, right? You want to know how often we're trying? What are you doing? You know, like what? (laughs) Why do people think it's their business? It's so true. You guys can tell Rachel feels a little bit passionately about this. People suck. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Sorry to like interrupt Kristen's narrative with my own frustration. (laughs) Yeah, we'll call it that. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. So Kristen says, navigating through the divorce decree, custody schedules, holidays, traveling, locating Spider-Man undies and school <laughs> uniforms, et cetera, et cetera. Life as a carefree college student was over as I knew it. And I had to run to the only two things I knew well to keep my sanity, God and research. I spent many nights on my knees, crying to God, wondering how to deal with the feelings of fear, frustration, insecurities, and confusion. I looked up and read every book, blog, article, online forum, Facebook groups I could get my hands on. And honestly, it made things worse. The online forums were filled with hellish stories of conniving exes and evil stepchildren and even bashing their own husbands. It was also negative, and I was left feeling hopeless and very lonely. Thankfully, I started seeing an amazing therapist and found positive stepmom forums like the Joyful Stepmom and Jamie Scrimger, I think, I'm not sure, and Stepmomming that brought hope back into my stepmom journey. I mean, I'm just going off the Harry Potter That's pronunciation of that. <laughs> exactly what I was thinking. I think that. Um, Kristen is right that a lot of times it is really negative and yeah. as stepmoms, we need a place to vent, but we also need to recognize the positives too. Yeah, we don't always see that because there are positives a lot of times. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You got to have a good balance. And if you're in groups that are constantly negative, that's a red flag. Mm-hmm. And maybe, yeah. Yeah. Some, some negativity. Yeah. Some negativity is, is, you know, normal. Uh-huh. If you're in a group that's all sunshine and roses, that's also <laughs> kind of concerning. Yeah. <laughs> all right. The next question is, how do you, how did you meet your partner? And Kristen says, my husband and I met at a job as a nutritional counselor. I think that's interesting. That's way cool. Yeah. I'd like to hear more about that. Yeah. Let's barter some, <laughs> you know, trade skills here. I know, huh? <laughs> How have things changed for you and your spouse or partner since you first got together? And Kristen says, a lot has changed since my husband and I first got together. We met, spent every day together after I, I quit my job to work for him. We were engaged five months in and married eight months later. We had the kids Tuesday and Wednesday and every other weekend. When we didn't have the kids, we were traveling a lot together for work and pleasure. We felt God was calling us to an extreme change, and we decided to strip down to the bare essentials and traveled the country in an RV. That's cool. Homeschooling <laughs> the kids and serving where we could. Okay, holy crap, Kristen. <laughs> uh, you are a brave woman. Um, keep reading. It gets better. <laughs> All right. She says, by the grace of God, the kid's mom was okay with it. So during that year, we had the kids for two months at a time, and then then they would spend a week with their mom. We even flew their mom out to California to come and stay with us in our RV for a week. Right. Radical. I know. <laughs> that blows my oh mind my and gosh. speaks to like the things that you did to set up the um, relationship from the start. I think it's Holy pretty cow. incredible. Yeah, that is. I yeah. can't even... I. I have dreams about that, but I call them nightmares. Yes, exactly. So, just saying. <laughs> Different relationship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Kristen says, we then had the opportunity, opportunity to move to San Pedro, Belize, and we jumped at the chance and continued our mission there. And again, flew the kid's mom out to stay with us for a week in our condo in Belize. Mm -hmm. That's lovely. 
I know. <laughs> After a few months of living in Belize and some things, oh, some things got rocky between our co-parenting relationship and the kids did not come back with us to Belize after a week with their mom. So we decided to move back to Texas. It's pretty incredible though, that they were able to do all that stuff. Like uh -huh. that's, yeah. All right. Continuing on. That's the power too of following your inspiration and following your heart. That's when you so feel true. like you need to do something, things work out for a reason in the way that they do. Yeah. 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 Oh. All right. She says, it was heartbreaking, but we couldn't be away from the kids. Our custody schedule changed to a true 50-50 split, and that is currently still our schedule. Then after five years of infertility, I got pregnant, and I now have a beautiful little miracle boy who is about to turn one in a week. Congratulations. Yeah, that's exciting. <laughs> Especially after our last episode. Uh -huh. Like, that's really exciting. Oh, Yeah. All right. How old were your stepkids when you met them and how old are they now? Kristen says, my stepchildren were three and four when I met them and they are now 11 and 10. Okay. So how is your relationship with your co-parent, the child's parent that you're, sorry, that That's you're okay. not together with? <laughs> what things have made that relationship easier or harder for you? All right. So she says, the relationship with the kid's mom is a work in progress. At the beginning, I honestly just really wanted her to like me because I thought if she liked me, then it would minimize drama and keep the peace. I'm also a recovering people pleaser, but that's another story. Same here, Kristen. Oh, girl, we feel uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> she says, no matter what I think, we should just expect there to be some drama in any family, but especially blended ones. Mm -hmm. Yep. Bio mom and I have had our seasons of being close. We've gone to conferences together. And as I said above, she is she has stayed with us in our, our RV and condo. And we've celebrated holidays and birthdays together. We've had seasons where we barely spoke to each other, but we've been cordial. Now I'm in a season of stepping back. I didn't set boundaries for myself, which is so imperative as a stepmom. Mm -hmm. And I also think I may have crossed boundaries for the kid's mom by wanting to do anything and everything for the kids. Sorry, I accidentally edited that part out. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking this time of stepping back to find my place as a stepmom, which I think is so important to do from time to time because our role changes so much. Yeah. We've had vast differences over the last 12 years from kids who, when I got together with my husband, they still needed help wiping and yeah. you know, they needed food. And now my stepdaughters cook and I'm like, oh, this is amazing. That is amazing. But it, you constantly have to be readjusting and that can be hard. Yeah. Yep. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, Kristen says, a few things that have made it easier, relinquishing control. I have no control over what goes on in the kid's other home or what is said and done during their mom's time. I only have control over my response to it. Learning to respond versus react. Oh, my husband talks about this one all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit hard to do sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, so Kristen says, high stress is no excuse for high drama. I love that. I know, huh? <laughs> oh, that's, Yeah. Okay. She says, reactions are me-centered. They reflect how I feel and are an expression of what I expect or desire or demand of others. 
They are quick and set out of emotions, and they happen when someone else's comments or actions strike the flint of my pride. Oh, this girl's so poetic. She's a good writer. <laughs> I love it. And answering, but it also, it's, I love that it's super visual too. Yeah. Because um, they, that is what happens. And that's a really oh, yeah. good analogy for it, that we have a lot of pride and, um, and we have to be less ego-centered and less me-centered. Yeah. Oh, she says a response is the total opposite. Um, and I just want to point out here that she's actually capitalizing reactions and response. Mm-hmm. She's like really putting a name to those. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of cool. Um, she says a response involves empathy, compassion, insight, and takes time to process trying to see where the other person is coming from. Uh, the next thing she says that is helpful, not to take things so personal. Oh, this has come up in the last few episodes, hasn't it? Uh Uh, Okay, universe, I hear you. (laughs) I'm working on it. (laughs) Um, Kristen says, when the kids are being especially disrespectful, it's easy for me to assume it's because I'm a step parent. But most of the time, it's just because kids are kids and they're trying to figure out what they can get away with. When things are being said and done that upset me or hurt, I try and remember everyone is dealing with their own fears, insecurities, etc., and are trying their best based not on their own person. Oh, trying their best, but based on their own perceptions and experiences. One of my favorite quotes is from Bob Goff: "Much of what God is doing, He's doing inside people's hearts. Be patient." Mm-hmm. I love that. I like that a lot too. So we don't always know what other people are um, learning in their lives and how they're changing. Yeah, that's yeah. so true. And we need to create that space and allow people to change. Yes. It's not always easy. It's not. In fact, it's usually hard. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And then Kristen says, be a reflection of what you'd like to receive. If you want love, give love. If you want truth, be truthful. If you want respect, give respect. It's easier said than done, but all I have control over is my own words and actions. It's like a beautiful way of stating the golden rule. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think, I don't know, we just don't tend to extrapolate. Is that the right word? Or no, like generalize it to other situations and to other attributes and think about it all the time. That's true. You want to hear something funny about the golden rule? Yeah. I hope I tell it correctly. (laughs) So uh, my husband was talking to my nine-year-old stepdaughter and she, she's been having some issues with other kids in her class, some, you know, social snafus. And she says, we'll, we'll call this other kid, Jimmy. She says, well, I'm just following the golden rule because Jimmy I think he must be treating other people how he wants to be treated. So I'm treating him like that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, kids. (laughs) Dan was like, no, No. (laughs) to to do that same quote again. That's not how this works. That's that's not how any of this works. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) Um, Anyway, I thought you'd get a kick out of that little, little blurb. Um. What would you change about co-parenting if you had a magic wand? Kristen says, if I had a magic wand for co-parenting, 
there would be no (laughs) (laughs) co-parenting. Honestly, I would use it to erase bitterness, insecurities, pride, selfishness, jealousy, and fear. Yeah. I think all those things are really valuable um, to learn from, but also to learn how to get rid of. And it's easier said than done, but our theme song on the show talks about Mm -hmm. that. Like, I only want love in my heart. There's no room for hate. There's no room for fear. You know, if you can work on just letting your love be bigger than everything else, it will push all of that out of your heart. Yeah. And again, easier said than done. Yeah. (laughs) It requires a lot of inner work. (laughs) Yes, it does. (gasps) What is something you want to share with us about your story? She says, stepmotherhood is hands down the most humbling, refining by the fire experience I've ever gone through. But I know I will be a better, stronger woman because of it. And for that, I am thankful. Hey, I love a lot of Kristen's responses. And as we are probably going to do on all the episodes where there are listener stories or listener responses, we are, I had some follow-up questions for her. So... One of them is what boundaries would you have set for yourself as a stepmom? That's a great follow-up question. Um, Kristen says, setting boundaries was a very tough thing for me in the beginning. It wasn't until I felt like I had absolutely nothing left to give, completely burnt out, that I finally worked with my counselor on setting up boundaries. Mm-hmm. Here are a few of the boundaries that I've found helpful. I am not the messenger between bio mom and my husband. Preach. (laughs) They communicate directly and my husband will relay information to me if it pertains to me or if he would like my opinion on something. That's a great one. It is really good. I think it's super helpful that if we like are in the middle to take ourselves out of it because it's their deal. They need to fix it. And a lot of that pride and insecurity and feeling not good enough can um, and impact the way that we act and the way that other people act in our co-parenting relationship. It definitely can. Um, and I also like that she pointed out that she was like completely burnt out before she finally was like, Oh, let me talk to a counselor and set up some boundaries. boundaries. Because I think that's not only like a step parent thing, it's very much a woman thing. You know, we're, we're, and men do it too, but I don't think we hear about it as much, but people, we wait until we're hanging by a thread uh-huh. and then we're like, oh, I might need some help. Right. <laughs> um, it's not. Yeah. It's everybody. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Okay. And then Kristen says, um, I will not engage in any conversation that becomes disrespectful, inflammatory, or bears no fruit. Um. If my husband and the bio mom don't care about something for the kids, but I do, I let it go. That one is super powerful. Oh my gosh. I struggle with that. I know. I feel like um, I'm kind of high achieving. Yeah. um, And motivated to do good. And same. (laughs) (laughs) And so I can see things that I feel like need to happen. And I care more than literally anybody else in the situation about it. And that's what I've been learning this last year is to be like, just let it go. I yeah. can't be the one who cares the most about this. I think also like I've had a lot of opportunities in my life and I want my stepdaughters to have the same opportunities. Mm-hmm. And so then I'm like, I'll tell my husband about it. And then he'll try to bring it up with bio mom. And she's like, no, why would we do that? And I'm like, 
oh, did I cause this problem? Yeah. (laughs) That's a struggle. Something for fun for kids. Yeah. Like it's helpful. It's, you know, helps with college. It helps, you know, both of them want careers that require quite a bit of college, you know? So, and if they wanted a trade, I'd be fine with that too, but I'm trying to support their goals. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. But yeah, I like that boundary. That's a good one. Um, She says, if there's a function, event, or big moment in my stepchildren's lives, um, my husband and bio mom are the first responders. If I'm invited in, great. But if not, that's okay too. That's a tough one. That is so hard Uh to let go of. Yeah. Uh But I love that you've done that, Kristen. And I love that you have realized that it really, at the end of the day, is about what the kids want. and And that's perfect. Um, And then she goes on to say, my husband's the disciplinarian in most cases. Mm -hmm. Great. Um, And she says, if I'm feeling drained, I will take time for myself and not feel guilty about it. Mm -hmm. We have an episode coming up about that. (laughs) Um, Oh, I guess at this point it's going to be out already, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We did a whole episode about that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right. She says, I'm a major introvert. So this one was huge. Mm-hmm. Taking time to read a book in my room, go to a coffee shop and journal, work out, etc. It's so imperative for me to operate out of overflow and not try and give something I don't have. a bit about your faith in God. How do you think that changes or influences your perspective on step-parenting? And Kristen says, to me, my faith in God changes everything. And honestly, I know I wouldn't have made it as a second wife and stepmother without it. My identity is found in who God says I am. I don't have to rely on my husband to make me feel worthy or fill all my needs. God says I am fearfully and wonderfully made and that he will supply every one of my needs. I don't need my stepchildren to accept me and choose me. God says I am accepted and chosen by him. I don't need to put off the perception of being a perfect stepmom who can do no wrong. God says that when I am weak, he is strong, and I can boast in my weakness because my competence comes from him. That's so beautiful. I know. I think it's a really cool way to look at Um, the struggles that we can have in step parenting and to fill her life with something positive and inspirational and meaningful and loving in that relationship. Right. And it really emphasizes that your worth is inherent. It is. It's not something that's instilled by instilled in you by another human being. Mm -hmm. Um, And even if you don't believe in God, you know, then you can believe that our worth in the universe is inherent and equal to other humans. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. And nothing that anybody says or does can impact that. Your worth is your worth no matter what. Right. Um, Kristen also says, everyone always says kids don't come with an instruction manual, but I believe they do. And it's the Bible. Whether I'm trying to figure out my own issues, dealing with issues with the kids, my husband, bio mom, I know that what I need is found in his word. 
Without the promises of God, I would have lost hope a long time ago. He has given me hope to know that things will get better, and they have. The courage to do the transformative work that I needed to grow and mature, the grace to remember we are all just trying our best with what we have and where we are, and the unconditional love that there is nothing you could ever do that makes me love you any more or any less. I think that is so incredible because looking at that, like the hope, the courage, the grace, the mm-hmm. love, it's what we all need as step parents. We all have to go through these things right? and need those things. We love what she says there. Me too. And the last question, I believe your stepchildren are still relatively young. What do you, Nope. Not the last question. I was wrong. (laughs) Your stepchildren are still relatively young. What do you want to teach them or what do you want them to know as they continue to grow up? Kristen says, I want to help teach my stepchildren who they are in Christ. I want to teach and model for them that the world doesn't need more rough, more tough, I'm going to get mine attitude, but it needs more kindness, gentleness, humility, and servant hearts. I want to teach and model for them that marriage can be one of the most beautiful things we can experience on this planet. I want to teach and model for them that they can truly change the world for the better. That's some pretty amazing goals. Yeah. They're totally attainable. <laughs> Hashtag goals. I know, huh? Love it. <laughs> you love those as well. Um, I think it's so important. I think we've talked about this before to be intentional in your step parenting and thinking about what your goals are and what you want them to be is Mm -hmm. super, super good way to be intentional. Right. And you don't have to be perfect by any means, (laughs) but it's good to think about things ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A lot of people talk about the difference between how they feel about their stepchildren and their biological children. What has been the experience of being both a mom and a stepmom been like for you? And Kristen says, I love my bio son and my stepchildren the same, but differently. It's different in the fact that I carried my bio son in my womb. He was literally a part of me and completely depended on me and still only depends on me and my husband. When we make a decision for him, it is only him and I making the decision, no one else. Being Jay's mother came naturally to me. Being T and K's stepmama, while it was easy to care for them and love them, it was more complicated. I would not hesitate to give my life for each one of them. I think that's a really good way to put it. Like you love them. You Mm -hmm. love them so much, all of them. Um, But it is, being a stepmom isn't a natural thing. It's not how like, I believe families are intended to raise children. That's my belief. I don't want to put that on you if you feel like it is a natural thing. But I think kids, for the most part, generally do best when they can be raised by both parents, like we've talked about. And there's research that backs that up. So um, I think that uh, being a stepmom can feel really contrived sometimes. Mm -hmm. And you might have to push yourself to um, figure out what your role is and how, yeah, you love and care for them, but your role is different with them. Yeah. It is different. I think that, um, I actually think a lot about the fact that my stepdaughters have so many adults that love them and care for them in their lives and are pulling for them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they functionally, they have four parents, 
Uh really. Like if one of us can't do something, then probably one of their other parents can help with it. Right. Right. (laughs) Um, And I think about my biological son and it's like, okay, well I'm his only mom. Right. My husband's his only dad. Like if not, if one of us doesn't show up for it, he's out of luck. Right. You know? So, um, I do try to kind of balance that. And Mm -hmm. I think she makes a good point there. Like her biological son completely depends on her and her husband, whereas her stepkids have other adults they can also depend on. Right. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so, it's just interesting. It's a really unique perspective. Yeah. Kristen, thank you for sharing your story with us. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I know. I loved it. I love getting that different perspective and, I really appreciate your example of faith and um, trust and just really putting your best foot forward and trying to work with your stepkids bio mm-hmm. mom, like such a good example. It is. <laughs> and I, yeah, I just appreciate it. So thanks for writing in and telling us about your story. Yes. Thank you. All right. So that is it for our first listener story. Um our non-interview listener story. (laughs) And we have more of these lined up. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And we will be doing more of these in the future. Mm -hmm. So if your story is something you want shared, send it in to us. Um, We can also do um, interviews over like FaceTime or Skype or Mm -hmm. other types of things. If you don't mind having your voice on the show. Uh, You can also send us a voicemail through Anchor, which is our podcasting app, Mm -hmm. or you can do a voice memo to our email, which is steppingforwardpodcast at gmail.com. That's also where you can send your written emails. Uh (laughs) And we also have uh, social media accounts and I'll let Sarah tell you more about those. Okay. So our Twitter and Instagram are at Step Forward Show. On Facebook, we have a Stepping Forward podcast page and a group. And um, I think that's it on social media, right? I think so. I feel like I'm forgetting something, but I think that's it. So I'm going to be honest, I zoned out a little bit. So I don't <laughs> think I would even know if you missed anything. You're completely fine. <laughs> but again, we appreciate the trust that you're putting in us by sharing your stories with us. And the next listener episode that we're going to record is from someone who wants to remain anonymous. So just remember that if you want to share your story, but you're really afraid of what bio mom's going to do because she's bat crazy, (laughs) um, just feel free to email and we will keep your information secret. Yep. And we're always happy to change names, whether it's um, an interview with your voice on it or um, written in or whatever. We are all about respecting your boundaries. Exactly. If you are enjoying the show, please leave us a review or share this with your friends who are also stepmoms so we can reach and help more people. Or stepdads, any or type step-dads. of step parent. Sorry, I forget. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, that's really like the nicest thing you can do for us is to share our podcast with other people. So <laughs> share away. If you know you have a friend that's struggling with something and we have an episode about it, share that episode with them. Um But you've been listening to Stepping Forward Podcast. And And until next time, keep keep on on stepping. stepping.